0: Well, no. tighten that one right there. At the height that you want it.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's the hardest part of my day, every day. Life? Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I hope you got that on camera. Things have Look gotten pretty fantastic. darn <laughs> pretty difficult. The good difficult. news is
0: that is a first world problem. The hardest part of my day is working out <laughs> nice. a, a freaking microphone in a podcast studio. In a podcast studio. Wow, I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> I'm Josh Sigmund
1: and I'm Bryn Rouse.
0: I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for money, business, and elevating my game. Bryn is my co-host. She's my friend and marketing director for my mortgage team.
1: That's right. I'm a marketing girl, a mama of three, and wife of one. And like Josh, elevating life, business, and relationships, well, it's my jam.
0: This season's topic, elevate your game.
1: What do you want?
0: Do you want to push personal limits, find joy, be more present?
1: Be a better parent, have a sexier marriage, make more money, save more money, start your own business, develop a hobby, or strengthen important relationships?
0: Impact the world, be a better boss, or create a stronger business? Then you are ready to elevate.
1: And this is the place to do it.
0: Are you ready? Sigmund Sense Season 3, Elevate Your Game. Well, welcome back to Sigmund <laughs> Sense. We're in another episode of revolving around elevating your game.
1: Elevate your game. And
0: uh, if you're new, uh, welcome. If you've been around a while and you haven't subscribed yet, please do or like or subscribe or ask questions and participate. But we're excited to talk about today elevating your game, but specific to small business, elevating your your game with your small business. And so, yes, we want to kind of start with like what is a small business and like where would you that line of demarcation be?
1: Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, step one, definitely define what a small business is for us it. all. Pretty
0: easy. Um, so the, the reason why I want to start here, is especially this early in, the, in this kind of series, is there's a lot of kids that have been listening. So I've got a lot of parents who are telling me, hey, I've got my kids listening to you guys. And so small business can be as small as literally you're messing around with a lawnmower in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I don't care if that's a small business. And then obviously, um, you know, if, up to a couple employees. Um, I would say bottom line is up to maybe a million dollars of revenue is still considered small business uh, in my book. Once you get past that, you know there's different uh, definitions on what uh, mid uh, a mid-sized business are. Is
1: it always revenue generated, or does it go into um, employee count? No. Uh,
0: yes and no. So it depends on the industry, right? So revenue generation, for example, in real estate, you can generate a million dollars in revenue pretty easily. You know, thirty million dollars in real estate is a million dollars in revenue. So. Um, that's still a small business, um, uh, but there's other things that you can sell that, uh, you know, you might have to sell 5,000 of them to get to the same number. So right. I think it really revolves around um, a, you are the boss, uh, you are the decision maker in this case, and um, and basically the a few bad months in a row could be a real big negative difference to your household. Okay. Um would be a way to kind of think about it. So what most, about like a
1: locally owned restaurant? Is that yeah, a small business?
0: Well, it starts off small business for sure, right? Um they say that a third's coming, a third's going, a third's in it for life in most industries, and so that for sure relates to uh restaurants and bars. Mm-hmm. You know, usually the five year mark a is main. the mark. If you get to five years, you're gonna probably make it. You've had yeah. enough past clients and people know about you and where you are and
1: or you are like us and on the five year mark, you're like Peace, we're out of here. Well, you were
0: four <laughs> years and eleven months, and that was the problem. <laughs> it was. <laughs> if you just made it no, five years. No. I'm just joking. You guys was, opted out.
1: We literally like opened and closed on the exact same day. That's what kids will do to you. <laughs> that is exactly true. Three when we kids
0: op- and 100 miles is a big problem.
1: We opened the restaurant with one kid and closed down with three. I'm like, bad we, business planning. We you done. know that if you just
0: like. Recognize that you didn't want to have three kids by yourself at home for the entire life. That you would might have made different choices. I mean, choices. Well, I'm pretty sure Randy started the
1: restaurant like without like he came home was like, guess what I did today. That's great. That's Randy. So
0: awesome. so when it comes to this idea, you know, there's a couple things I want to talk about with small business. So I don't care how you really define your small business. Um, you know, big, small, many years in business, or just a few, or just getting started. One question always comes up because this is uh, one of the reasons why a lot of small businesses don't make it. Is this question that you'll find everywhere that says should you work on your strengths or your weaknesses? Yes. And I think that that, yeah. that evolved that that that, that uh, is a true statement within a organization if you're even a salaried employee. Um, you know, should you work on your strengths or weaknesses? Uh, yeah. or on sports teams, should you work on your strengths or weaknesses? Mm-hmm. So I think we, I think everyone has different answers, and you can argue both ways. I know mine. What's your answer? I'm just curious.
1: Well, I don't, I don't know if it's my answer, but I really was trying to think, like, what do I do? Uh-huh. And I 100 percent play to my strengths at all times. <laughs> cool. um, like I will lean uh-huh. in, but well, okay, 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 okay. I'll give myself a little bit of grace. I I have been very focused on learning new mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. for the past probably three years more than ever. So I, and with that has come a lot of things that were my weaknesses for sure. And forced myself to learn my way through them. Um, but if I had to, as a general answer, um, yeah, let's just get better at what we're already doing. But good.
0: Yeah. And so I think that's a trick question and that's why I posed it. And I like the answer. So, um, if you're a small business owner, you have to work on both. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. Um, if you're an employee or you have a mature business where you can have uh, employees that do everything that you're not good at, you can work on your biggest strength. And so I would start there, which is if you're a small business owner, uh, you probably are gonna be successful by playing to your strengths, but if you don't you know, fill in the holes on your weaknesses, like learning money, like learning P&Ls. Right. Well, you know, I, I can think of a thousand people that are great at making widgets and gadgets and selling shit. That have never done a PL in their entire life. And I so, I can
1: think of hundreds and thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a no joke thing. It's like, <laughs> well,
0: it's, it's funny with you know, you and I always joke about it. You know, people ask, well, Brent, you know, you, you're really great at generating leads and like, uh, and, and realtors and all that stuff. And why aren't you a loan officer? And what's your answer?
1: I don't fucking want to be a loan officer. <laughs> <laughs> because why? Because you're not because great at why? numbers. <laughs> I can't add, subtract, multiply, or divide. <laughs> right. So,
0: and that's not a slice. It's just, you know, that's our weakness is yeah. math. And, I, and you know what's really weird? What did you say? Be, you don't math?
1: I don't math anymore. I used to math really well. I used to math very well. So it's 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 like probably one of the strangest right. things that I can't wrap my head around is like really and truly why can't I add numbers together anymore and get the right answer? <laughs> it's
0: called wine. <laughs> Or sparkling wine. <laughs> is that fair assessment? Okay. Unfortunately, probably. <laughs> right. So uh, when you start there with, if you're a small business owner, you better get used to understanding all of it. I can at least give you an idea of what the business cycle looks like. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this in maybe an episode in season one, but it's really important to understand that all businesses start with one fundamental problem. The first problem is always lack of revenue, lack yeah. of money. The way everyone knows how to fix that revenue problem is to sell shit so whether it's mm-hmm. selling services or selling products or or uh getting an investor to you know back your dream right mm-hmm. it still is creation of revenue right so um usually that starts with marketing uh, right. and sales so thus the way you solve the revenue issue is by working on on marketing and on sales marketing, right and then all of a sudden maybe you're pretty good at it. Maybe you do have a pretty good product. Maybe you do have a great service or maybe you have a just great personality. You can sell crap, right? But it ultimately creates the next problem. And the next problem always is operations because now how do we take care of all these sales opportunities? Uh, How do we create a consistent process? How do we create a consistent product, whatever that is, so it becomes an operational and issue. Working
1: out all the kinks that come right. up that you and literally a never thought of, of. Yeah,
0: well, you never know what Just problems you have until you have until you put in the pressure cooker, right? I mean. And uh, and so usually in my professional uh, experience, that's where most small businesses end, meaning it never gets past that first step because there's only one way to solve the operational problem permanently, and that's to hire for it, like mm-hmm. to hire and and uh, get people to help yeah. you with it, because if you don't ever hire then you that's when the yeah the quintessential booming business and then a bust business and a booming business and right. bust you know think about we're in real estate and lending so we know that most realtors as an example they have a great month and then they're followed by two or three dog shit and, months and lenders as well and lenders as well like basically any salesperson ever really small business s- ever yeah. you know you have all this effort to sell sales sell sales, sales, sales so try and get those numbers up and then you, you stop work. selling well, because you got to work closing them. <laughs> you have to work on closing them out exactly right yeah. so if you if you believe in this cycle see we went from sales and marketing to creating an operational issue mm-hmm. and the way to solve the operational issue is to hire people which to creates. do help you with it <laughs> it creates another problem which is a finance, finance problem because we got to pay for these people and the only way to fix the finance problem is what the marketing marketing sales and so which creates more operational right? issues right and so that's that cycle i try to we try to talk about a lot because the the second you realize that there's always going to be a problem <gasps> so freeing it's freeing it like, really is it, it's a good thing and you start to identify that that corner sooner. The, so you're yeah. making that, that turn sooner right. and sooner and sooner. Yep. And, you, and you get better at all the all the different cycles. And so you see them further away. You're hiring earlier. You're interviewing earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're better with m- money and so on. So when you are a small business, uh, you know, think about the yard guy because you're a young kid and you want to start out. Mm-hmm. So you got to go knocking doors. Right. And you're knocking lots and lots and lots of doors. And damned if some people think that you're a nice kid and yeah, why not pay 40 bucks to go on? M- m- mm-hmm. And so you get to a point where your whole Saturday and Sunday is booked. booked. So here's the business choice: Am I happy with stagnant stagnation, uh, and I'm going to make the same amount month in a month out because I've had the the absolute max filled business because I go to school every day, Monday through Friday. Right. Or
1: and and I like to keep all the money.
0: Right. And I like to keep all the money. Yeah, that's very true. Good point. Uh, or do you hire? Somebody else, like your kid brother, to help you mow lawns and give him half the yard and double your number yeah, of yards.
1: Yeah, shit! Your brother was nice. My brother, my brother, <laughs> my brother had me working for pennies. He had me deli. <laughs> That's a better business person.
0: That's excellent.
1: <laughs> Which is, still rings true to this day. Right.
0: So, um, so my point here is like uh, you, we can all associate uh, based on our natural uh, and adaptive styles what we're what we're strong at, right? What we're good at. What we're and you had a couple questions that you. Like if you're trying to figure out, well, like, what am I good at? You had two great, great questions once you ask them real fast.
1: Okay. So if the question is, right, so we're going back to how do I elevate my small business game, then identifying your strengths, some question and weaknesses. So, um, first question would be what brings you joy mm-hmm. in the day? Um, and another great question is what would you do for, for free? free? What would you do for free? Yep. Like, and what could you literally just sit around dabbling with all day long and find it like yeah. as a form of entertainment? Op- I mean.
0: A third question I would ask behind that is if, if you have more than one person saying, man, you're pretty good at this, like pay attention to that. Yeah. A lot of people will see that in people, in you before you see it in you. Yes. Um, uh, for example, um, apparently I have a decent voice for this type of audience. Yeah, Right. Yeah. I never, like the way I hear myself, I don't believe that to be true. Do
1: you hear yourself? Because last time I checked, you won't, you won't <laughs> listen. You won't listen to uh, yourself. Well, I listen
0: to enough people to believe that, Hey, I'm actually, I've got a decent voice for this kind of media. Yeah. Right? And it's good. Mine's um, so
1: deep. It matches yours. Yeah, that's it's great.
0: <laughs> is that true? I don't yeah, even I know. A, so what, what we're voice. laughing about is I've never listened to one of our episodes ever. Like I'm, I'm, I, I don't enjoy the watching myself or listening to myself. So it's kind of interesting anyways. Um, so going back to the strength pieces, like, I love that she started with like, what brings you joy? Uh, Bren likes marketing. It is not hard for her to go in and learn more stuff about social media. Mm-hmm. It's interesting for her to spend extra hours, uh, working on, you know, uh, you know, smaller form, bigger form, well, this uh, podcast colors, is a, like, like all these things I would never, ever like, it'd be like yeah. my death if I had to do that for, you know, right, for every day.
1: Right, right. Um, learning this the podcast world, I mean, has yep. been so
0: interesting, to you. so
1: interesting. Yep. So, so interesting and figuring out YouTube and all the different things. And then, I mean, yeah, so it becomes fun. Yep. Um, and then the competitive side kicks in and it's like, Oh, I will definitely figure this shit out, you know? Yep. Um, so yeah, that's a good, a great example. And I'll tell
0: you that if you listen to other podcasters and other YouTube channels, most people will tell you go all in on your strength. And I don't disagree with that as a long-term goal. Um, at some point, uh, you can't be great at all hats. Yeah, I was going to say, at some point, y- y-
1: there's going to y- be a, a, a flip side right. that has to be done yep. in order for you to continue right. doing what and you that's do the best. Point. That's what
0: I'm trying to drive home for everyone in that yeah. business cycle is, if you don't ever hire somebody or hire a service to help you, like there's different ways to think about it. Um, you know, you can do part-time work. You can get interns to help you with something. like To do the stuff that's necessary, mm-hmm. but they don't love to do and not good at You have to do it all yourself and work on your weaknesses until you're at a point where you're willing to take a little bit of a risk on yourself and go get somebody or some, uh, or even technology, hire, pay for some technology to back you up.
1: Yes. Um, One thing, I don't even know how you say this as a weakness or what it is. Probably (laughs) patience would be the word. (laughs) Anything that takes longer than five to 10 minutes to complete (laughs) is like really challenging for me to do. That's a weakness? It's a weakness. That's interesting. I like... I just
0: So the serum system wasn't your favorite thing.
1: I mean, I I mean <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, I leaned in. Yes. I you. cannot even believe the things that my brain was capable of. I did not know that those muscles existed in my brain and they were fully exercised.
0: That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so um
1: so then on the flip side mm-hmm. we have um so that's how you identify your strengths, or it's a good place to start. Um, but what brings then, you joy? Yeah. Yep. What brings you joy? What do you want to do? And or then, what interests you? Is or, another yeah. One. What interests you? Um, and then uh, identifying your weaknesses would be what makes you cringe. What makes you want to cry thinking about having to do that all day long? Um, what brings frustration? Hmm. What do you constantly like? You get started and you can't get you can't complete the task because there's a skill that you don't know and you can't yep. do, you know like that type of stuff. Um, a way that another great way to identify a weakness is look at the tasks that you procrastinate on. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, I find myself that if I'm procrastinating on something, it's because I either don't know how to do it. I have no interest in learning how to do it. And mm-hmm. like, ugh, it just kind of like, over- Makes less sense. yeah. So, yep. um, and then the next step would be, uh, to to uh, determine what is necessary to be done versus what is optional yep. to be done.
0: So that's probably where we're gonna jump off into how to elevate your small business. You know, I, you know, when we were brainstorming ahead of time, that's that's primarily where I start in my mind. For If I was gonna coach somebody offline, if I was gonna mm-hmm. kinda like took a, take a look and peel back some layers, The first thing I would look at is what's necessary and required versus what's optional. And it's a different way of saying like, what are the priorities? That's the word that popped into my head. And that is uh, one of the things that you have to learn how to do to elevate your small business. There are priorities and they're not all equal. And here's the question that I ask uh, myself and our business team and our company when we're doing business planning. The question is, what, what if done first makes you the most money or saves you the most time? So let me say that again. What if done first makes you the most money or saves you the most time? and the reason why that is the definition of of a, a identification of what you should be doing, is from a business perspective, especially small business. But I would argue in all business, from a business perspective, you don't if you're not actively working or you don't have somebody actively working on that answer, you are never going to get as far or as big or as, as as wildly successful as you possibly could be, right? Mm-hmm. Because what that means is you're choosing these alternative. Uh, options uh, at the expense of what moves the needle the most so going back to what you just said it's because you don't know you don't like or you're not interested or you're not interested in learning Mm -hmm. so that would be the only reason why you wouldn't do that because if i were to identify for you and your small business what if done first would make you the most money and save the most time why the hell wouldn't you do that (laughs) so it's a prioritization issue And, and to me that is the very first thing if you can identify that um, that would be the very first way to elevate your 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 business, and so this would be uh, what first. What do you don't know? I just
1: like what you that would be a real problem. That's is a that, great question. Like so, I don't know what. Well, I don't know uh, what was going to make me. I don't know what to do next. I don't know what the first. Well, step let,
0: is. let's let's peel that back for a second, okay? Is uh, that where the number a bad one business rule
1: of, person comes in? Well, that's good. Good
0: <laughs> question. So it's a relevant question because I guarantee people are saying, "Yeah, Bryn, like like what just like what she <laughs> said, right?" Um, so what is the answer? Um, what is the number one rule of business? Make you remember money. that. Yeah, to turn a profit. Turn a profit. Make so money. let's start there. Like, what could you do to turn a profit more faster, more often, whatever that number is? And Sooner, so, better, faster, And so, the the basic start would be if, if you're in anything that has to sell something, sell a service, or to sell a product or a widget or uh, internet uh, interle- intellectual property, mm-hmm. like a lot, most people have so much fun creating and and making and co- yeah. they don't actually sell the shit. Mm -hmm. But the number one rule of business is what? To make a profit. And so my first answer would be, what could you do to do that more often? And the general answer for any small business or salesperson is make more calls, see more people, like start there.
1: Yeah. And I think um, one thing, one place people get held up is Mm -hmm. um, I need something tangible, even if it's, even if it's selling intellectual property I need a flyer and then I need to know what I'm going to do if they say yes and so I need to get my CRM ready to go before I ever get a client and I need to you know learn all these things that you won't ever get to use because you the client may not come if you don't get go get them <laughs>
0: right <And laughs> but that's that, usually that, like the whole it's issue of planning too much versus just 100%, driving 100 like, 100 um did we talk about the atomic habits in the last co- in the last podcast i don't think we did um i'll just give you an there's not, there's a, not, a excerpt, there's a book called atomic habits and there's an excerpt that i think is really relevant right here and it talks about this idea of, there's a photo class in college and they take this, uh, they take half the class, and they tell half the class that, look, your, your entire grade this semester will be based on one photo. So you have all year to turn in the best photo, and if it's amazing, you get an A. If it's okay, you get a B and so on. But all semester long, your only job is to create the best photo you could possibly do. And they took the other half of the class, and the other half of the class was based on volume. And they said, look, if you do over 100 photos this semester, you get an A. If you get like 80 to 100 photos, you get a B and so on. And so it's literally quantity versus quality. And what was really interesting from this is um, what they found in the study is the best quality picture did not come from the quality group, meaning right. the group that was trying to find the one perfect picture. The best quality photos that semester came out of the group that just took the most fucking pictures. Snap. Because pull, it turns pull the, out, pull the trigger. Right. <laughs> if you take hundreds and hundreds and <laughs> yes. hundreds and hundreds of pictures, you're going to freaking luck out. And so <laughs> yes. in business, I think it's the same answer that people need to get to is, Look, the more ups you have, the more time you're gonna hit the damn ball. The more times you swing, the more time you don't. Yes. You you if you don't swing, you don't hit the ball. It's really simple. I had that argument with my son again yesterday. Um, <laughs> So it's like it's not the perfect it's not the perfect pitch. I don't care. You can like people hit home runs on balls sometimes. I've seen it. <laughs> so it doesn't. It Walker just got swing. a triple off of Zelaya. He was,
1: he was like. With one hand and it's somehow I, it turned into a triple. I saw like, a guy that basically
0: hit it like a golf club. Yes, the ball all the time. bounced on the all ground the <laughs> and he hit it like a golf swing and crushed the damn ball. I was like, I mm-hmm. is that even legal? I don't even know. But my point is is that um those those re- their, whatever reason or rationale prevents you from selling, from promoting, from engaging potential buyers of your product or service or your you know your feed or your you know your page like getting it out there and getting the content going and whatever like whatever it takes to get in front of more people that to me is always the first uh, answer yeah. that should be the first priority just get out there what's really interesting then is that if you do a lot of it your audience or your clients will dictate what needs to be improved and mm-hmm. changed Gosh, and that's, so that's where true. the steering comes from yes. right like we've talked about in previous seasons that um, you know, we're mortgage people, so we deal with a whole lot of realtors on a daily basis. And I would argue that somewhere close to 50% of our business process has been because of feedback mm. from an upset agent or an upset client eight years ago, 13 years ago, 18 years ago. Absolute, and so absolutely. The, the clients will tell you what they want. Mm-hmm. You just have to listen and, 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 and make then the rest of the
1: And then the rest of the systems are, are based off of Efficiency That's right. that the team craves. Yep, exactly right. And so they kind of come up with their own like, hey, if we did this, this would be.
0: Which goes back to listening to your other audience. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice important audience. <laughs> Very yeah.
1: important audience, yeah. Um, so
0: that would be the first step, I think, when you're going to elevating your business. The um, second step that I would go into is uh, you know, it always goes and starts and ends around business visions, plans, and execution of, of both, right? Yeah. And so, um, I mean, you and I've talked about this before, it's, it's crazy to me how many people wing it in small business because it's usually a personality based, like think the hustler mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I'm here in South Texas and in, you know, not every year, not this year, but lots of years, it's a, you know, we're an oil driven state. And so dude, if you're willing to drive a, if you're willing to go get a loan on a truck and drive all over South Texas like a water truck as an example, there are plenty of ranches and plenty of, of, of uh, wells and plenty of oil companies will happily pay you to drive all across Texas all day long. So the hustler mentality is somebody's uh, working for a company that has a truck driver and they're the truck driver and they're going and meeting these people and they're like, shoot, I can buy my own truck and I can just yeah. go hustle and go do this myself. And so that, that works for a while, but it's got an absolute limitation, yeah. right? And so, um, and I think
1: that's, you know, something is that's worth thinking through as well, you know, because you don't not everybody has the aspirations of having a massive business, right? So, you know, I think it's just as important to identify, just identify something, even if it's like, hey, you know, I I only want to work with these clients, these clients, and I know that I'm capping my income. And yep. I'm okay with that yep. because it's worth it. Like this Money business by design, is yep. business yeah. by design, right?
0: Absolutely. And so going to that, that, uh, you know, lifting the lid, elevating in business planning, it starts with, uh, start with a plan, like make one, mm-hmm. um, copy one, like find somebody else that's doing it and ask to copy, ask for people to review your plan. Um, you know, one of the best questions you can ask to really elevate your, your game plan is going to be, uh, you know, a lot of our friends and family are yes people because they don't want to smash your dreams. Small oh, business. Really? Think about this. Like I'm, I'm talking to a client last, it's an interesting one last night, I'm talking to a, a client of mine who I did their loan 17 years ago and their old youngest son was a kindergartner at the time. Oh, wow. And uh, he's now a freshman or sophomore in college at A&M. And so apparently the guy wants to get into real estate and investing. And so they were calling me and quizzing me on, you know, real estate investing. And so going back to this, I can think of hundreds of examples of a of a parent that squashes the dream. Like think of anyone that was a rock star ever. Oh, the yeah. parent for sure at some point said, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Oh, like, yeah. "You got to go to college." No, no, no. Well, Versus about, the I pursue mean, your dreams. Oh my
1: gosh, think about the YouTubers. Oh yeah. Like there's no think, way you can make
0: money on YouTube. There's no way you can make <laughs> money
1: playing Minecraft all day. Bullshit. Yep. Like that's, you know, I mean it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And so
0: um, so the idea then becomes uh, while most people are yes people, it's good to have people that are, are going to look at the blind spots, mm-hmm. right? So I think that a great way to improve your business plan, if you have one, you're just trying to make it a better plan is what am I missing? You know, uh, what landmines have you stepped on, uh, you know, successful business mogul that I have not yet stepped on and mm-hmm. what, you know, what can make my path a little bit faster, uh, in that vein, going into some sort of coaching or mentorship around your small business is a way to elevate your game too, right? Um, there's for sure other people that mow lawns. There's for sure other people that have most likely any idea that any small business owner's doing is a replication that they think they can do moderately better mm-hmm. of something else that's out there. There's very few people that are actually creating something that is new to this universe. Right. You know, um, yeah, Absolutely. it's just the truth, right? Like even going to Elon Musk with his, you know, rockets, the rockets were already there. They were already there. He was just Did trying to figure out how to, you know, go further, faster and reuse the mm-hmm. fuel sources. By landing them, so you don't have yeah. to burn the money on every single time you send a rocket into space, right? So the so he's improving on an existing concept, but there's a concept that's already there. So there's somebody that can be a mentor that can tell you what uh, steps you've you've that, that were their missteps. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell you what to watch out for. I think is a really important game that will get you further faster if if paid attention right. to, to.
1: So the very basics of a business plan. So just yeah. you know a fledgling business. You know, what are the three, four things that, you know, to look at? Like Yeah, so
0: I would say that they all have to have actual, like, numbers involved, like metri- mm-hmm. like real metrics. Like, it's great to say I want to grow my business um, next mm-hmm. year. That's grabbing goo, <laughs> right? Right. Versus um, I want to grow my, uh, my units in volume by 5%, mm-hmm. or whatever the number is, right? Or I want to have because
1: X amount of clients by... this date
0: date. or this number of followers or this many subscribers or this one, whatever. There's got to be a metric to it. It can't be like, I I hope I get better. Yeah. Um, Because from that, the next question I always ask is, well, how are you going to do that specifically and also measurably? Like, here's what I want. Here's how I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And this is where so many people get a struggle in general. Like, um, you know, we've talked about New Year's resolutions being broken a lot. And the reason is, is that they say, I want to lose weight. It's like, okay, well, that's a bad choice. Mm-hmm. Like, but I, I want to lose five pounds in 90 days. Okay. That's definitely doable. Uh, I'm going to lose five pounds in 90 days by restricting my diet to 2000 calories uh, a day. And by doing three days of walking. Yeah. Okay. So if you, re- if you like, I eat 2400 calories a day. So if I restricted to 2000 calories a day and I walk three days a week, I'm probably going to lose five pounds in 90 days. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing specifically in what time frame and how are we going to do that with what metrics and activities because now the question becomes if you don't hit that goal mm-hmm. it's whether the it was it's really funny i just did this with my entire sales force today literally the question then becomes was the plan a good plan yes or no right like b- based on what your what the desired result or outcome is was the input the desire, the actual plan a good plan and then the last question is assuming it's a good plan did he actually execute on it, Mm -hmm. right? So if I have a good plan, I'm going to walk three days a week and restrict my diet to 2,000 calories and I'm not going to drink anymore for 90 days. And then I go back it in 90 days, I'm like, holy crap, I gained five pounds. Guaranteed. (laughs) I did not restrict my diet to 2,000 (laughs) calories. I for sure didn't stop drinking and for sure I probably didn't even, I might have even walked, but I didn't do the most important part, right?
1: So then it's not that it was a bad plan.
0: It wasn't a bad plan. So that's (laughs) where you got to ask yourself the real question is, is it a bad plan or not? Uh, are you executing for real or not? And if the answer is, it's a great plan, and I'm not executing, there's a last piece that no one actually thinks about. Do I really want the mm-hmm. the result that bad or not? Yeah. Right. Because the last question is the why. Like, why do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, at the very beginning it's just because it's exciting to start a small business like yeah, at the very beginning sure. it's because i want to have enough gas each month to pay for uh my or sorry enough money to pay for my gas because i'm a 16 year old kid yeah. at the very beginning it's oh my god I'm, I'm taking a girl on a date i don't want to like just get ice cream mm-hmm. right so that's a powerful enough uh, wide to mow three lungs. Mm-hmm. now is that enough of a powerful wider mow a thousand probably not probably not so mm-hmm. the 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 that's a last critical piece, which is, well, why do you actually want this kind of growth, this desired outcome, this desired unit, volume, income, whatever, Mm -hmm. and if you really are tapped into that, this is the elevation piece. If you're really, truly tapped into that why in a meaningful way, you're more likely to hit. So I'll give you a a really great example that really helped me. And it's uh, back when we've, I don't know, it's been six, seven years now, but uh, back six, seven years ago anyways, seven, eight years ago now, I think, there had never, shoot, this is going back 10 years now. Holy crap, I'm getting older. You're younger. You're getting younger every year. I mean, that's what happens. Um, So in San Antonio, Texas, according to the Business Journal, at least, at that period of time, 10 years ago, there had never been a loan officer individual team that had ever done $100 million in volume in a single year, right? Right, yes, yes. And so we we had made this goal of just, for no other reason than it was a... (laughs) Fun goal to say, hey, we're going to do hundred million dollars in San Texas, right? Is um, the we're going to do hundred million dollars in volume, you know, in a year. And so, three years in a row, and I and I had those plaques on my wall for a lot of years for no other reason than motivation. It was like literally 87, 89, and eighty-eight million, if you remember. Three years in a row, we did really, really, really great, <laughs> but we did hit the hundred million. Right. And the reason is, is like think about that mowing the the lawn mentality is we had mowed like 600 yards. like The <laughs> 1,000, which wasn't that interesting once we had right. hit 600, right? Yes. And so uh, I was talking to a, a mentor of mine uh, in the spiritual space anyways, and he's, and he, we were talking about uh, why I was really frustrated in January. <laughs> and um, I was like, well, honestly, like I didn't hit my business goal again. And he said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I did 88 million last year. He's like, that sounds really good, Josh. Like, why are you upset? And I said, well, I said 100 million three years in a row. He said, you know what the problem is, is your goal's all based on what, what you're gonna do, and it's not, about the money and you make it about other people. And so-, so the um, focus was, yeah, you have to be right. aware so of the changing- Right, so his tactic, exactly. His tactic, do I don't know, did I ever tell you this, his, what his tactic was? Did I ever tell you what he told me to do?
1: Was this when, y'all, when you started um, putting goals around giving your money away? Yes, that's exactly right. So he said- <laughs> That's a good time to be around. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so he made
0: So he said, Josh, if you make a giving goal <laughs> yes. and give a, a amount know. of money that's uncomfortable and you're verbally about, verbal about it early in the year and you tell people what you're gonna give away this year, uh, and th- you make that number so big that you wouldn't feel comfortable giving that much money away unless <laughs> you actually hit your goal, you're more likely to hit the goal and damn it we hit 102 yeah. million that that following year yeah. right? yeah so I'm not saying that everyone needs to do that right <laughs> What I am saying is that that's the idea of have, having a powerful why like yes. when you really get tapped yes. into a why, you're more likely to do the last minute effort the last thing you know every day instead of skipping out the last hour of the day right. you actually work the last hour of the day and say, st- you know, that piece is tied together. But
1: I think keeping that conscious too, because you do have to make conscious choices about, like if if it's Friday and you feel like you've buttoned up for the day, you could easily leave, but making the, it has to be a conscious choice rather than just boom, I'm out, right? Which I think happens a lot. You know, it's like, cool, my my check, my to-do list is done, my emails are answered, I'm good. I've had a successful week. I'm yep. ready to rock and roll. Like I've earned this. I'm out. Yep. So that gut check of being uber conscious of the why. Absolutely. And then that's the moment you ask, is this like, okay, if, could this hour, this last hour be incredibly impactful yep. f- towards the why? All yeah, right. I, I, I guess I, I I'll I stay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I think I take it a step further. The, the last question you should ask yourself every day, and this is a really big asterisk for anyone that's, trying to grow their small business is what did I do today to move the needle mm-hmm. specifically what did I do today to move the needle towards that goal? Yeah, Because we are all busy. All of us find plenty of crap to do. Going back to the priority prioritization mm-hmm. piece. It doesn't mean it's moving the needle. Like you might've taken care of some menial tasks, some, uh, required paperwork, some stuff like that, that did not move the needle towards your end goal for the year or the month or right. whatever. And so, uh, a, a great way to make sure you stay the day and finish strong is asking yourself run three, four o'clock. Hey, what have I done today to move the needle? Yeah. And if you haven't, guess what you got to do. You got to do something before you leave. Yeah. Or you just can't have a bad day tomorrow. Like you, you gotta be all over tomorrow. You gotta like
1: really bring it. Yeah. Cause you know, th- it does happen. Some days get shot and there's nothing, yep. you know, there's no recovery, which I hate to think, but that's just the How reality. many honest
0: days work. Do you think people actually work in America today? Like honestly, well, I think like I know, I know the answer
1: is like two hours a day, right?
0: Well, that's, <laughs> That's hours, yeah, end of a day. But how but many I, days I can't a year? Add or Let, subtract right, or okay. Multiply.
1: So <laughs> you have to do you have to do the conversion. Right.
0: So so this is an uh, interesting way to think about. It. Like, um, you know, our kids are all in school, and so well, I, I think
1: the kids. Okay. So glad is you a, went this there. It's a crazy thing. To I use. think, and I I don't. I'm how not many days being, of
0: education do you think our kids well, get? Well, I school think
1: year? that the school day is made like it is two hours worth of education. A Maybe.
0: Day. And then how many days of the year? Like it's a I fucking joke. Like. And I love teachers. Like I'm married to a teacher and yeah. I've got best friends that are teachers. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, when you look at how many days per year kids are in school, not yeah. on a uh, a winter break, a spring break, a, 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 a summer release. break, an early release, a teacher's conference day, a yep. sick day. A, a Field dude, trips. Dude, uh, now track is during the day. So my daughter's out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to, th- to literally jump. Uh, uh, she's doing pole vaulting right now which takes about an hour of the very first hour of the event of a 3 day event. So she'll be out of school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to jump for 1 I hour. I mean,
1: I'm hearing joint track. Right, right.
0: <laughs> but my point is is like uh, we see yeah, it all around us. Yes, we see it all around us. So yes, if you apply that towards your business sure. about how much actual time are you grinding to grow your business mm-hmm. versus showing up, being busy, doing stuff. Doing stuff. That doesn't matter? Yeah. Um
1: and to me this is goes into an um an organizational uh issue or need for a strategy. Yep. So I um I really like uh, like compartmentalizing tasks and then identifying a day that they can be done. Yep. So like Mondays happen to have a lot of our team meetings, my marketing meeting or this or that. I'm not literally out of meetings until one or so. Um and then I'm starving and so i gotta throw something in my mouth and then there's a couple of hours left so that's just a great day to like get all the little bitty like stuff done like the like the surveys you have to take for work and the Mm -hmm. (laughs) ongoing education stuff that we have to do Mm -hmm. um but defining a day that really works for you i just had this conversation with um another loan officer actually and we had the same day she was like well what what about monday i'm like that's actually a great day for it because this is
0: this is interesting i have such a different view of that really I, yeah uh my my highest energy day is monday so i'd rather do the one meeting i've got and then go sell shit all day long
1: well you have one meeting right.
0: well then move your other meetings <laughs> no no because i like again like Just i like opinion
1: i like what's well, fine no, yeah. no no i think that's a good conversation i like to like once and i'm in motion if it like if i'm gonna get it done then let's just freaking get it done because I don't Got want it. to have a meeting on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and That's like fair. I like yep. to get it all out of the way. Of the way. Really screw that. And then I can create the tasks from that come from those meetings based on, you know, I know I'd have time to fill them in. Then the rest of the time can be okay, I'm going to be in appointments and Older. but at least I have right. scheduled time to complete tasks and follow and do the things that I've promised and need to work on. Okay, that's interesting. So like blocks of time basically. Very cool.
0: So uh, if we finish up with that idea, of if you don't have a plan, make one. If you don't have a goal, make one. If, you're, if the, you have an uh, average plan, add metrics. If you have an average plan, add timeframes uh make sure actually ex- executing you just brought up make sure you use calendar time to execute the plan yes have people look over your shoulder and review the plan say if it, what they see what that's going to work make mm-hmm. sure you have no people in your life that tell you why it's not going to mm-hmm. you can learn a lot from those types of conversations and then from there uh you know again i'm sure we're saying to stay uh, focused on the small business side so i don't want right, to get into right. a whole lot of employee stuff and things like that um, uh, but the last piece of the puzzle when i really think about it is There's gotta be some time management and organization added to small business. Yeah. Um, Shoot, I'll add a third piece. Time management organization, and this would be a big one to elevate, is adding a wow experience, like adding a wow to the- I love that you added that, yes. We gotta talk about that for a second. So, you know, time management, we've got hours on tape at this point about that. I said tape. (laughs) Um, yeah, I you did, did. That. That's how and it didn't make me flinch, which, right, is a kind which of makes concerning. you of too, uh, but we have hours of time management stuff. So go back and look at that. Yeah. We've got hours of organizational stuff. Go back and look at that. We can talk about that a little later, but, mm-hmm. uh, but what I will talk about is the wow piece. So from a small business perspective, like how do you leapfrog out of, you're always going to be a small business and, uh, to being noticed, followed, uh, you know, bought, you know, how, what's the difference? Because we already kind of alluded to the fact that most every business is a variation of an existing one, and you just think you can do better. Like, think of every bar. There's lots of bars, but they think their concept is going to really draw people. Every restaurant, there's a steakhouse, but they think their concept is going to draw different people. And and with the very few exceptions, they don't. Mm -hmm. It's just another steakhouse. That's just the truth. Like uh, I can list off three. Speaking of, really
1: quick, on that note, just another steakhouse, how often do you go to J Prime? Zero. You should definitely go, because... It is the service, couple, and the food and the drinks. Yeah. like legit, a different experience.
0: Okay, cool. Try Bohannon's
1: after J Prime. Um, I have, so I would definitely. That's it's in that, it's in that uh, same arena, and okay. it's closer to my house. Just kidding. I'll go, okay, to, I would, I'll go to both. I'll go to both. Yeah.
0: Um, so if you're in San Antonio, Texas, go to Bohannon's. Yeah. I put that up against. There's there's For nothing sure. quite like, and I love that you said that as well. That's the difference. So I'll definitely try J Prime. That is the difference. Like, you ask me where what steakhouse is the best steakhouse in San Antonio? It's Bohannon's. Yes, a hundred other San Antonio people that eat at high end steakhouses, I'd say eight out of ten would say Bohannon's. Right? You go up to a smaller town like in New Braunfels, or, uh, and you pick out like what's the best restaurant in town? There's probably two. Yeah. There, you know, or Myron's, right? Literally the two I was thinking of. Yeah. Like there's two. Yeah. There's not a hundred, but there's thousands of restaurants in both those towns, mm-hmm. right? And so we all think that we have a great experience. We all think we have a great service. You know, I think mortgage is shit. Like, turns out you can get a mortgage damn near anywhere, Yeah, right? absolutely. But is the experience different and better? That's what we always work towards. And so uh, what the, what the point is- And I think the key
1: here too, honestly, is to be really hard on yourself and really critical in yeah. this area, in, even when it sucks. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we, we really put a lot of um, stake on things, that are just basic duties and requirements of yep. the job and we call it an experience right. when it's like, no, that's just, that's required. just kind of like, that's, how the,
0: that's yep. that <laughs> yeah, I, I like where you're going with that. Um, and so like, how do you really quantify or, or make that into a tactic? Uh, the first answer for me is like actually survey your clients and mm-hmm. then listen to what it says. So we said earlier, 50% of our process is probably based on negative experiences from past lives. Yeah. Right. Um, But so here's the way I read a survey and I've said this to my team a thousand times. The requirement my team is 95% or better on my customer service surveys. If it's over 95%, I say nothing. If it's under 95%, I lose my shit, right? The reason is, is that my personal belief is that a 10 is a 10 a nine is a seven, a seven is a two. And the reason is I find that most Americans don't have the ability to give critical feedback because they're nice, so the reason why I think the average client is nice is because they'll tip 15% to a garbage waitress mm-hmm. or they'll tip 20% because it's, you're supposed to, to a right. shitty bartender. And so they're just too nice to say, you suck, you get zero. Um, and so that carries over to almost all experiences. You can think of the hotel. They don't hotel, want to be a prick. Like, because. They don't want to because they don't we, think you're going to change. We've all That's be, the problem. May, yeah. They uh, don't think s- you're going to actually listen and change. Maybe so.
1: Well, but also like they're So you stiff a server. Like the only thing th- and i'm a high eye personality mm-hmm. so like not being liked is a real issue mm-hmm. for me right mm-hmm. so if i stiff a server which i've absolutely never done to be clear um, you're so nice. because i'm so nice yeah. <laughs> and i want them to like me um the only thing that's going to come from that is that i'm a prick not man
0: well, that's did because you don't, well, you don't think that they're going to change. <laughs>
1: did I suck right. as a server, Right. as a server, I'm not thinking, man, what did I do to get stiffed? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that, that, guy's is, that guy's a prick. <laughs> and that's, that's the difference.
0: So this is, I love that you said that way. That's the first tactic to yes. a wow experience is like assume that you actually suck. Like yes. there's a reason why they're not ranting or and saying your name. There's a reason why they're, they're not referring you. There's a reason why your sales are going down. There's a reason why everything. And it's not that they're all crazy. Like I love the idea of if you think that your yeah. whole family is crazy, you're the crazy one. Yeah. Like yeah. just assume that. And so when you think that you're the chances of you being the best and brightest in your business, delivering the best and most unbelievable experience and or product is probably a far cry from reality. Mm -hmm. Um, If you start there and assume that and you listen, uh, the way that we've always dealt with it is if we hear a complaint once, we take note. If we hear a complaint twice, you add it to a checklist, right? Yeah. So years ago, so in Texas, on the Texas contract, it's a a negotiable part of the contract, whether the buyer or seller pays for a survey, as an example, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, A survey is not required for the lender, it's required for the title company. That's yes, we need a survey in order to get the lot and block and all that done. Uh, But, you know, really, title company should be ordering the surveys or the realtor should be ordering. It's not really a lender thing. Except that if our promise is to close on time, it is a lender thing. And we end up missing two closing dates in a row because we're like, hey, where's the survey two days before closing? Yeah, And there wasn't a survey yet. And it's like not our fault, but it is. But it is our fault. And that's where it's like. All we did was add to our checklist, you know, check for a survey 10 days in advance. And I I literally don't think we've missed a closing as a result of a survey in like 15 years. I would really freaking hope not. I I can't think of one that we've missed in 15 years over that.
1: That's like my most, my most least favorite (laughs) phrase, if that's a word, is, oh, that's not my job.
0: Yep. Mm, if like, you want a well wow experience, it's always your job. I
1: cannot stand it. And, you know, I think uh, growing up in the restaurant industry, it's like, oh, it's not my job to fill the ice. So oh, it's yeah. not my job to stock the beer. Oh, I can bring back a Bohannon
0: story for you. You're going to freak out about this. It's this a true story. <laughs> so uh, I like whiskey. Um, I like all whiskeys. I drink a lot of it. And in the last two or three years, out of the blue, I've developed a heartburn. Oh, with no. rye whiskeys. Oh no. And I didn't know it. it was like I started to get it every once in a while. At first I thought I was dying of a heart attack, and then yes, I yes. like, it's a real I thing. I had
1: this but, same exact thing
0: happen yeah. with red wine. And I was like, Yeah, love. it means you're having too much, by the way. So the what happened was I was at Bohannon's, literally at Bohannon's, which I just talked about earlier in this in this podcast, and I was having you know, before you got free couple pre drinks while you're waiting for the table, and I had some rye whiskey. And I go to the sit down. We're being seated at the table. We're ordering your stuff, and I could feel it coming on. And, and like, if if you've ever had, if you've never had heartburn before, I'm telling you, it literally feels yeah. like your insides are on fire, and you're about to have a heart attack. It's the worst. I feeling. couldn't breathe. And I've only had it's, it maybe four times bad.
1: in my life. And the first yeah. time, I, I I was like, am I suffocating? Yeah. I have no idea what's happening.
0: Yeah. So this waiter, you know, I'm ordering bread, and I order more bread, and he's like, man, you really like the bread. And I was like, uh, I've really got a bad heartburn right now. He's like, really? He's like, I'm really sorry to hear that. And he said nothing. And he left. And he came back like five minutes later with Harper Medicine. And I was like, Do you just keep that stuff on standby? I was like, No, there was a pharmacy right next door. I just ran over and got you something. That's I was so like, Big fucking tip. Big, big tip.
1: Big tip. Well, now I can enjoy That's it. Like, like, th- like, th- that. That's like, yeah. That is the difference. That's it's, the difference. That's the difference. That's not your happened, job, but it yeah. is
0: if you want ranting raving fans that come back and buy more and go, right that's exactly yeah. what we're talking the about
1: The w hotel in dallas i forgot my curling iron called down to see if they had one and they brought me one in a target bag
0: <laughs> did they really
1: yes they literally went to target it came in a target bag. i was like did you go to target <laughs> he's like yeah that's and amazing. i and i got to keep it and that's it wasn't amazing. on our bill i mean like yeah amazing (laughs) so
0: so that's the differentiator right like uh i'll take it all the way down to a guy that uh you know mows lawns right so i've got a a new yard service guy um the reason why i fired my last guy of eight years like this happened this month is because for the 40th time there was a broken (laughs) he (laughs) he, he keeps breaking breaking the edging keeps breaking the uh uh irrigation system Uh, uh, like you know those green caps that are on top of the irrigation yeah. he'd like mow it over cut it in half and be thrown over there and then i'd find it right <laughs> and and the only reason i didn't fire him six years ago is i didn't find anyone better yet right because unfortunately in that, mar- in that space there's not a whole lot of good people and uh this this new these two guys uh father son group from new braunfels um that is a train engineer of 25 years he's retiring his son is graduating high school in New Braunfels. He wants to start a small business with his son. So, uh, you know, I, my secretary found him and they came on down. I really liked him. Uh, and I'll tell you this, there's back-to-back stories because I want to finish up this wow checklist thought process, okay? So I've got two properties and they're about eight miles apart from each other. And one's about 30 acres I'm gonna build a house on and one is my primary residence. And this 30 acres, I called them up said, hey, listen, I bought this property like eight months ago. You know, I, I haven't done anything over there yet. I really just want to clean up the yard. And so they came over there and they gave me a bid and they knew the industry, so they underbid me. Mm-hmm. They did not know they underbid me. I just thought it was a good bid. I hadn't you know, done that size of a lot before at any point. So anyways, they, they gave me a bid. And about halfway through the day, I knew they were gonna be there. I drove on over and there was a, a tractor, like a rented tractor with a, um, a bush hog behind it and they're mowing the lawn. I said, hey, like, I didn't know you had a tractor too, he said. We didn't. Uh, about an hour into mowing the lawn, it or bro- uh, something in the their lawn, their driving lawnmower broke, mm. and uh, it's because the grass was too high, and so it literally couldn't do the work. And so he went and I want to. I'll tell you the number. I was paying him five hundred bucks to do all this work, right? And he went to rent a tractor, which cost him five hundred bucks. I literally, say, yeah. the, for the day it was five hundred yeah. bucks. And I was and I was like, why didn't you call me? It's like, well, I gave you a number. I wanted to keep my word. So he literally was going to make nothing that day. I was like, hey, listen, I love your honesty and integrity that you're going to hold that number. I'm paying for it and you're going to make your money anyways. Thank you very much. Right. So of course, now he's earned the opportunity to mow my primary residence. And so literally this week, last week, I guess it was, um, he comes over, gives me a bid. I was like, that's a very fair bid. Um, You know, main thing is, here's an idea. If you break the irrigation, just tell me. If you break the <laughs> siding, just tell me and help me fix it. Yes. Um, just like do your job well, and I point out my little hot buttons. I'm a little OCD in some areas, and, um, and he was like, "Yeah, that's great," and he, he, we agreed on a price. And so I get a call from about three hours later, because <laughs> just bad luck. The dude, the the guy rolled over something, some piece of metal that was in my yard. Oh no! And it threw that piece of metal through a window. <laughs> Like sh- destroy the window. What? And so he calls me up and said, "Hey, I just want to let you know your yard's done, and I'm gonna be paying for a window. And your shit's broken. <laughs> yeah, I'll be paying for a window. I said, dude, I feel like uh, we're made to like we're gonna work together forever.'
1: I am totally fine with that call. Like, dude, I hate that the window's broken. Paid the, for the, I'm paying for the window. Like,
0: said next time we'll I'd split it. So Today I'm gonna buy it. Like, so next mad time we'll split if it. I
1: came home and my shit was broken.
0: Right, but I mean it's the first time we mowed the yard and there's yeah. a piece of metal in the yard that probably wasn't clearly not, probably from the last guy. guy. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like the guy probably threw <laughs> metal in the yard because he's like, screw you for firing me right because you're yes right. do
1: you see what like <laughs> right. so the, the
0: whole idea and by the way the other guy never called me to ask why I got fired
1: of course of course not you know, it's Of course like, not
0: so I think that if you go down this kind of level of working on elevating your time management your organization your wow checklist like what can I do that that is not in my job description but uh w- is like super appreciated or the extra mm-hmm. love the extra step uh, listening to the surveys. Yeah. Um,
1: see, I'm harder on our surveys. Like I, I appreciate the numbers, but if they don't like write something,
0: then <laughs> you assume it's a bad deal. I do. I, yeah. I, I, it's
1: like, you know, I, I'm harder on them than that. I but. love that,
0: But my personality, I would never write on it unless I was really upset. And I'd be really descriptive. Um,
1: you, uh, you, yes, you would.
0: No, I would never write on it. I, I just tip big. If I'm, even if, if it was big. a question, no, if there's a if, they, if there's a like option what, for a what, one what out of ten or, if, a but, or a question or a I'd just do 10, 10, well, 10, 10, 10. But
1: what if there's both?
0: No, I wouldn't. Deep personality time. You know better.
1: Great job. You would put you would put. i right. do a heart I and a smiley face. Is that what you want. Okay, there. <sighs> That's what I put. see. I used yeah. to write notes to somebody, like on my checks. <laughs> I asked KK that, I'm Like we well, put like a heart yeah. and a thank you for like on your checks when you deliver them. She's like, No. What the hell are you yeah, talking exactly about? Yeah, exactly right. I'm like, That's why you're getting stiffed.
0: Well, I want to wrap wrap up this episode, but. Uh, this episode was all about uh, elevating yeah. your small business. Did you have any final thoughts around
1: it? I don't think so. I think we we hit it all. Define what uh, we define what the small business is. Identify your strengths and weaknesses. Come up with a business plan. Um, get a lot of feedback. Get a lot of feedback. And I think that right there will elevate and be and then pay attention to it. Work on the business cycle. And, yeah, work on the business cycle. Um, let the results be a roadmap mm-hmm. on what is the next priority for you and what you need to fix. Um, and that was great. So I'm excited to continue our the, the elevation game. Yep. Um, and on that note, if you haven't subscribed to Sigmund Sense, please do so. And also remember that um, there are the best three to eight minute videos um, of each episode on Short Sense, um, which is um, our shorts channel. So check that out as well and subscribe there. And other than that, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time
0: on Sigmund Sense, guys. Thanks so much.